There are benefits to harvesting and using mints that many people don't realize anymore. For the self-reliant-minded, mint is an easy entry into herbs that can have a big impact in our gardens, food, health, and more. Hey, this is episode 807 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will get you prepared, save the day, and make you the hero to your loved ones. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I'm glad you're hanging out with me on this one. Hey, as I've been thinking about the world and where we are going, right, where we're at right now and where we're going, one thing that always comes up to mind is like the medicine that we use and the things that we take for granted that are always there. You know, lately, if you've been paying attention to any of the alternative news, you'll hear that, uh, you know, some of the prescription meds that are out there are hard to find. So what do we do with all that? You know, what do we do if we're so used to running to the drugstore and we're able to get uh, something to, to help, you know, ease our, our stomachs or whatever it might be, or maybe a headache, and we can't get those types of meds? And, you know, what do we do about that? Well, I think people from, uh, you know, from the beginning of time have used herbs, have found those herbs that were helpful, and they've used that. And it's really been because of modern medicine, we've kind of forgotten a lot of that or really haven't paid attention to any of that. Or we might hear things here and there, but we really don't know how to move forward with that. I really do think that we probably need to do a little bit more with herbs and the things that can really move the needle. And you know, there's there's places out there where you can go and you can take courses and you can become an herbalist and, and you know you can be a master herbalist and you can you can have all this information. But maybe you don't want to do that, right? Maybe, maybe it is for you, maybe you don't, but maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you only want the information that would uh, be you know, really helpful for you. And so in that case, maybe there's like three or four different herbs that you pay attention to that you really learn how to use them well, and they can serve you in a lot of different ways. So that's kind of where we're going today on this episode. Um, the title of the article that we're going to be looking at is How to Grow Mint Plants with Tips for Starting Cuttings. And it's going to be over at commonsensehome.com. My friend Lori Neverman over there, she's been on the podcast before, but uh, some good articles over there about herbs and, and using mint. And so I want to go ahead and read this one. And then I want to talk a little bit about some other ways that... Um, I guess peppermint or, or mint is useful for us. And so I'll talk about that after I read this article. So let's go ahead and jump into this one, how to grow mint plants with tips for starting cuttings. Mint plants are easy to grow and useful in the kitchen and medicine cabinet. I love using them as a ground cover and companion plants too. We share how to grow mint with tips for propagating care and harvest. So mint comes in various varieties, each with its unique flavors and aroma. The mint family includes more than 7,000 species and 230 genera. Many common culinary and medicinal herbs, including basil, oregano, lemon balm, and sage, are in the mint family. So some popular types of mint include peppermint, with its classic bold candy cane flavor, spearmint, with its mild and sweet, most frequently used for cooking, chocolate mint, uh, type of peppermint smells like a chocolate peppermint patty and then pineapple mint a type of apple mint with variegated leaves fruity mint flavor with a hint of pineapple note it's possible to grow mint from seed but not every seed will grow a plant that's the same quality as the parent starting with a cutting or division from a particularly fragrant plant 
will give you the best results. So how do you grow mint? Mint plants thrive in full sun or part shade. Choose well-drained, fertile soil with a slightly acidic to neutral pH. So prepare the soil. Work organic matter such as compost into the soil to improve drainage and fertility. Alternatively, prepare your container for growing indoors or out. Then do the planting. If you're starting with seeds, sow them about a quarter inch deep in the soil. For cuttings or divisions, plant them about 18 to 24 inches apart to allow sufficient space for spreading. Then water them. Keep the soil consistently moist, but not waterlogged. Mint prefers slightly damp conditions. Now, most mint grows as a hardy perennial, though some types are more frost tender. I can still harvest fresh chocolate mint late in the growing season after temps drop into the 20s overnight. Mint makes a great companion plant for in the garden and orchard. The mint oils help deter pests, so clip back plants regularly to release the oils and spread some of the crushed leaves around in the garden. So how do you care for mint? Mint is a relatively low-maintenance herb, but there are a few key care tips to ensure optimal growth. Watering. Mint appreciates regular waterings, especially during dry periods. Mulching. Apply a layer of mulch around the mint plant to retain moisture, suppress weeds, and regulate soil temperature. Fertilizing. Mint generally doesn't require heavy feeding. Apply a balanced fertilizer in the spring to support growth. And then pruning. Regular pruning is essential to prevent mint from becoming too leggy and to encourage bushier growth. Pinch off the tips regularly and trim the plant back to about one-third of its height if it becomes too unruly. So how do you keep mint from spreading? And guys, this is going to be a real important one. I learned the hard way. I've, I've talked about that one before. Mints are aggressive growers, so it's a good idea to plan ahead to keep it from taking over the garden. I like to plant mine where we can use it as ground cover and mow around it. We also use it in the orchards to attract pollinators. To manage it in the garden, plant mint in a pot with drainage holes and then sink the pot into the soil. You can also try raised beds or root barriers to keep it from spreading or grow mint in containers. And so my thing is, if you're going to be someone who's going to uh, maybe not pay that close of attention to it, like I did, you want to be able to uh, put it in containers, right? And, and, and do it that way. I had it in some, uh, I had it in a garden bed and I was like, I'm going to put it here. And, um, you know, it was a self-watering or I had it on a timer and uh, I'm, I'm just going to be, I'm going to pay real close attention to it. I'm going to be harvesting the plants. I'm going to be drinking tea, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And then, you know how it is, life happens. By the time I knew it, that sucker had runners all throughout the bed. And so uh, I had covered up that bed for probably about a mm, almost two years. I just had some black uh, tarp, you know, cloth on it, and uh, just you know put um, some rocks around it to kind of keep it down, and it pretty much killed it. But it was uh, before that I was pulling it up all the time, and it had run the whole length of the bed. So um, you know, I, I just if you're going to plant it, some people I've heard some people like will plant it in their lawn. So that when the grass is cut, it smells very minty. 
You can do that if you want to, but it's going to take over. And even if you put it in a bed, it's going to take over. You know, you might want to just put it in some in some containers. And like she said here in the article, you know, using it for container or a companion planting. If you have it in containers, then you you can move it to different spots in the garden where maybe pests are coming and they're you know they're uh, they're being pests right to your vegetables or to your fruits and stuff like that. And if you have a couple of different containers like that, smaller containers, and you're cutting it back, then you can spread those out pretty easily without you know running the risk of them getting away from you. So let's talk about growing mint from cuttings. So there's two ways. Cuttings will easily root within days, either in water or in soil. Plants rooted in soil tend to be hardier with little risk of transplant shock. The best time to take cuttings to root is before flowering. Once the plant flowers, the energy goes towards the flowers instead of the roots. To propagate in water, cut three three to five inch lengths of mint stem. The longer the stem, the better the root system. The cutting will begin to wilt away, so have your water or pot ready before you begin. Strip the leaves from the bottom of the stem. Put your cutting into a clear jar or vase so that you can keep track of the root progress. Immerse the stem fully in the water, but make sure that the leaves are above the water so they do not rot. Watch for your roots to develop. The thicker roots grow stronger in mint plants. Once your mint has a good root system, transplant it into a pot with soil. Choose a pot with good drainage and fill it with your chosen soil. Make a hole in the soil that is large enough to not crush the roots. Set your plant down into the soil and carefully press the soil in around the stem. The rooted cuttings may wilt some, but they should revive within a few days. Mint does like humidity, so use a spray bottle to mist periodically if you do not live in a humid climate. So starting mint cuttings directly in the soil. For this method, you need soil, a pot, and something to dig with. Using seed starting mix or a good quality garden soil, strip the leaves from the bottom part of the stem, dig your hole, use a finger or a pencil to make a small hole. Next, slip your cutting down into the hole up to the leaves and press the soil in around the stem and and then water. Remember, mint likes humidity, so if you're not in a humid area, mist your mint frequently with a spray bottle. You can also put a, you know, a cut off two liter or water bottle around it to kind of help create that humidity around it. So what about transplanting mint? So once you, your mint cutting is thriving, you can begin to harden it off. Place it outside in a protected location with some sun for about an hour or two the first day. Each day, leave it outside a little longer. Once your plant is spending most of the day outside, plant it directly into your garden and water it well. When you are ready to transplant, make sure to choose the right location as mint will spread like crazy. Mint is great great to grow as a ground cover in weedy areas as it has been known out to compete even the most stubborn weeds. So how do you harvest mint? So the best time to harvest mint is in the morning when the oils are most concentrated. Harvesting encourages bushier growth and a more productive plant. Clip the leaves using clean, sharp scissors or pruning shears, leaving some foliage on the plant to continue growth. Clip off the mint just above a leaf node. This will encourage the plant to put out fresh growth from the node below the cut. When growing pineapple mint, if any branch appears with all green leaves, clip them back to ground level. So what about some uses for mint? And there's just a couple of things here, uh, and we'll talk about more of these here in just a minute. 
Uh, mint is a vers versatile herb with a myriad of culinary and non-culinary uses. For culinary uses, add fresh-grown mint leaves to salads, desserts, beverages, and savory dishes. Mint tea and tea blends are tasty and medicinal. For medicinal uses, mint has been used for centuries for its medicinal properties. It can aid in digestion, relieve headaches, and soothe respiratory issues. And aromatherapy. Crushed mint leaves release a refreshing aroma that can be used for aromatherapy. Place them in a bowl or a sachet for a natural air freshener. All right, so for more ways to use your homegrown mint, and she has a couple of other different um, articles here that you can go check check out that I highly recommend. I just love the way Lori and her husband uh, write articles and and um, you know they, they research them really well. So let's talk a little bit about mint. I, I mentioned already that I really I do think that we should be looking at that. And I really do think that we should have like three or four go to. Uh, you know, herbs that we grow in our garden. And I know that I'm really thinking hard about this, like putting a, a special place in my garden just for this. For mint, I'm going to have containers, but I'm thinking of growing specific herbs that I want to be able to, to use for medicinal properties or, uh, you know, just for, for, for teas and different things like that. So, um, let's talk a little bit about some of the ways that you can use this. And I got to give the disclaimer, like always, I'm not a doctor. So you've got to really do your research out there. Um, looking for some really good books, I think would be smart. Um, you know, I, we've, uh, had, uh, Meriwether on here before, and, uh, I would uh, recommend his book. Uh, his, he's got a book on uh, Amazon and, uh, I'll put it in my Amazon store and you can go check that one out and I'll link to it in the show notes. And so you can go uh, grab that one as well as some other, um, you know, books that I, I believe that, you know, that I have that I think are, are well worth it. But anyway, you can go check those out. But um, I think you need a, a really good, you know, some really good books. Um, you know, some of these things that you find and some of the, the ways that you're going to use these, you want to write them in your prepper common book, you know, commonplace book. Um, I think, you know, you start thinking about what would really be useful for you and for your family. And maybe you start growing some of those herbs. So let's talk about these. So mint can help your stomach. It can make you feel better if you have stomach problems like gas or pain or feeling sick. Uh, it can also help your digestion. So imagine um, not being able to, you not have anything, you know, not being able to go to the grocery store, not being able to, to go to the drugstore, not having anything on hand. And, you know, your kid or you or someone, you know, your spouse uh, has, you know, some digestion issues and you're able to go out and get some, some mint or you're, you, you have some that's been dried from uh, harvesting it from, um, you know, maybe it's wintertime and you've harvested it, you harvested it, but, you know, in the, in the fall or whatever um, before, before winter. And so you're able to do that as well, right? So you're able to harvest some and dry the leaves and, and you can keep them. So imagine just being able to make a, a simple tea that would help in digestion issues. Um, it can help you in, in breathing, right? So mint can reduce swelling and kill germs that make you have a stuffy nose and a cough and a sore throat. When you really think about it, think about all those cough drops and the different uh, cough syrups and things that are out there that are, you know, have that minty flavor to it. And, uh, you, you know, you would be able to use that as well. So maybe, you know, again, making a tea or you would be making a, uh, you know, uh, you boil water and you would throw the leaves in there to create like a, a steam with, with mint in there. Um, it can help your head and mint can make your headaches go away or at least 
um, help relieve them a little bit. And really, this was our entry into uh, essential oils with peppermint. So my wife started having big migraines and she would do, uh, you know, the regular, regular stuff that you had. And then she finally uh, moved to like migraine medicine that the doctors would, would give her. And then it was like, okay, that wasn't even touching it. So you're taking your migraine medicine and you still have this terrible migraine. And I had essential oils. Um, I think I had bought like, you know, four, you know, like a, like a, I guess like a starter kit. I mean, this was really, really early on. And I just didn't like seeing her in that pain. And so I'm like, you know what? I I looked up peppermint and peppermint was one of those and it had a cooling sensation. So I was able to put some on her temples and on her forehead. And she, she did say like it did help. And so from here on out, now she's done that day. So if you suffer from migraine, uh, migraines and nothing can touch it, she does have that day piercing where like it, um, it's 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 like a piercing that that people do on the inside of your ear and uh, the cartilage in there and that has dramatically dramatically uh, helped her migraines and I know of other people that have done that as well but there are still times when especially like when the sinus pressure is bad as well and like I'm dealing with sinus pressure it seems like she has you know uh, she'll get a migraine and sometimes uh, even that day piercing won't touch it but we go back to that peppermint. And so she has the peppermint and we have um, the allergy relief that has uh, a lot of peppermint in there as well. And, and it's one of those things that has always stayed with us and, and we always, it's a, it's a go-to for us. So having peppermint will, it can help to um, cool and give you that cooling relief on your head if you have a headache. So again, imagine not having anything uh, available to you, but you're able, or you have, you know, your precious few supplies and you want to be able to help someone with a, with that has a headache and you're able to put a little bit of essential oil on there. So that would make a big difference. Another thing that mint can do is help your skin. So mint can help stop itching and redness from skin problems like eczema and psoriasis. And uh, I know my friend uh, Gay Levy, when she owned uh, Backdoor Survival, um, she would make, uh, you know, salves and stuff like that. And some of the things that, you know, essential oils that she would put in there would be peppermint. And so um, maybe you don't have essential peppermint, essential oils, but you're able to cut up peppermint really, really fine. And you're able to add those to a salve and, and see, you know, what that does for you. Uh, can help you with your breath. Right? It just like helps uh, uh, your breath smell good by killing that bad bacteria in your mouth. Uh, when I had it in my, um, I had spearmint in the uh, in my garden. So I would just go and I would I would pick a little bit out and I'd put it in my mouth and just kind of you know just kind of crush it in my mouth a little bit and it was strong but I, I really like the taste of it. And so uh, just like you would have spearmint gum or something along those lines, um, you know, having, having that would, would help. And then again, again, making just a tea out of it. Um, you can make drinks. Uh, you can make a, a cool drink. Uh, if you, if you, you know, wanted something like that, you can add that there. You can add it to a tea or, you know, have a tea, make a tea out of it. Um, and then some people use it, you know, in alcoholic drinks, if you want to even use that. Um, they've said that it makes vegetables better. So mint can make some vegetables more tasty by adding some fresh uh, or dried chopped mint to them uh, when they're almost done cooking. Now, I've never tried this before, and so this would be interesting to try. Um, you know, it's, it says here you can try it with peas, green beans, carrots, or cauliflower. So that would be interesting to uh, throw a little bit of mint in with some of those and see how that comes out. 
Definitely desserts. Uh, some of you are probably really big fans of uh, chocolate chip cookies or mint chocolate chip cookies. Of course, if you like Girl Scout cookies, you, you know those always come around. Um, you can also make your own with, you know, you chop up the fresh mint leaves really fine and throw them in the dough and cook them in into a cookie, and you can make your own mint cookies there. Um, you know, you can, again, calm your stomach with some peppermint tea. That would be good for your stomach. It will make you feel less sick and gassy and crampy. I've never heard this one though. Stop hiccups. So you can make a drink that can help you stop hiccups by making, mixing some warm water, lemon juice, salt, and mint leaves together, and then you drink it. And so I don't know about you. I've had those hiccups before where, uh, they didn't go away. You know, all the little tips and tricks that people tell you, like, you know, people are like trying to scare you and you're trying to drink water, you know, backwards from a cup and you're holding your breath. You're doing all the little tricks and nothing works. And I don't know. I've had those hiccups where you've hiccup, hiccuped for so long that your body starts to hurt, right? Like your ribs and stuff. And so I'm like, when you're in that kind of situation, you're like, man, I, I'm willing to try anything. Give me some some uh, warm water, lemon juice, salt, and mint leaves, and let me try that to stop my hic- hiccups. Again, you can always make a, uh, a steam. And so uh, you, you boil some water, throw some mint leaves in there, use, uh, you know, put your face, you know, not into the water, of course, but close to it. And then use a towel over you so that steam can really hit your face. I mean, that can help to better clean your face, but it can also help to, um, you know, for your breathing and congestion and things like that. And so uh, you're, you're breathing in that steam. Uh, definitely. I did that when I had COVID just to kind of help uh, a little bit there. And I've, I've done that in the past. Um, here, so if you go to the garden, it can attract good bugs. And if you've ever gardened and you have lost, you, you know, a plant or you've lost vegetables and it just drives you nuts, especially like, like you have an eye on some vegetables, like, oh man, they're really coming out really great. I can't wait to harvest these. And then you go out there and the next morning they're gone or half eaten or whatever, or, you know, the, you see the bugs, uh, attacking it. A mint can help your yard and garden have helpful insects. So mint has sweet nectar and pollen and that they like, and they will, uh, you know, the good bugs will come like honeybees and hoverflies, but then it also repels bad bugs. So it will repel ants and flies as, you know, as well. And so again, you can have these in smaller containers that are easier for you to move around your, your garden and set them up to maybe, um, you know, bring in the, the good bugs and, and repel the bad bugs. Um, what if you were sitting outside and you had some mint plants around you and you have, you know, flies and other things that are, you know, always bothersome and you can keep, you know, uh, uh, keep a little barrier around you from when, you know, with that kind of stuff. You can also, you know, I, I know that I'm kind of talking about the plants here, but you can also create an essential oil uh, and water and, you know, spray it around, you know, your doors and windows and, and different places like that to keep repel ants and, and other animals or other little pests away like that, that, that uh, don't like that smell. Um, you can also do this for your, your own pets, right? And so if you were to, let's say, create a, um, you know, put some, some herbs together. And so some of the recommended ones were like, if you tie some fresh spearmint, thyme, and wormwood together, and if you put them in a small pillow, 
And so whatever, you sew it together or you have, you know, some kind of little pouch and you put the pillow where your pets, like your dogs, your cats, whatever, where they like to sleep, that will cause the the pests that would come and and, uh, fleas that would be on your dog to not want to be there because they won't like that smell either. One of the good things about uh, you know any kind of mint is that you can make a really easy extract. And so if it's spearmint or if it's peppermint, um, it's really easy with just mint leaves and using some vodka. So here are some of the instructions, right? Um, you take half a cup of mint leaves and you put it in a clean mason jar. Um, using a muddler or a wooden spoon, you want to crush the mint leaves gently to release the oils. You want to pour a cup of vodka over that, and you want to make sure that the leaves are below the vodka, right? That they're they're submerged in the vodka. You want to store in a cool, dark place for 30 days. Occasionally, you want to go and you want to shake it and uh, give it a good shake, but uh, you know, leave it for 30 days. Then after that, strain it and store in a, a bottle, and it's good for a, a good while. You can keep it in your pantry for you know a, a decent amount of time, but you can also keep it in your um, you know in your uh, refrigerator, and it will last for a lot longer. So I highly would recommend you know making your own extracts. That's that doesn't that doesn't take um, a lot of work. I mean, it's really just using vodka. You don't need to buy the real expensive vodka. You don't need to buy the real cheap vodka. Um, you know, get something if you're if you're somebody that's going to drink the vodka, uh, you can use it for you know to make an extract, and then you can use the vodka for other things, you know, for drinks or whatever you're going to use, or you can make a couple of these different ones and use them for different gifts and give those out. Um, what a great gift to be able to you know if you know somebody that likes uh, mint and extracts and different things like that to be able to you know, make some and uh, give somebody a, a bottle of that and let them know it's like, Hey, this is homemade. And, uh, you know, I want to give you this gift. Now it does take 30 days. So you're a little out from, uh, Christmas being able to do that, but it would make a, a good gift uh, in the future. Right. So guys, there's a lot of good ways to, uh, to use herbs. And I'm really serious. I, I really do think that we need to be thinking about this. I'm going to be looking at this for my own garden and like what kind of herbs do I want to use and the the multiple uses that we can use these herbs. And I really want to investigate this and research this even more. I've done a lot of reading on this. I even have interviewed people on the podcast, well, you know, talking about herbs and, you know, alternative medicines and different things like that. But uh, I think it's it's time to to really get the ones that I'm going to want to use uh, outside of essential oils. We're big essential oils, but um, really the herbs and and where do I want to go with that? And I would recommend that you start putting a little bit of time and effort into it as well. Um, Having some herbs in a container is not difficult to to do. And uh, who knows, it can really, really pay off for you in the future if things really, really go sideways or even if they don't. Well, everyone, that's it for episode 807. Like always, I'm going to link to this article over at uh, commonsensehome.com. Go check it out. And also the other links. And uh, they have a lot of other uh, articles on herbal, uh, you know, on on herbs and using herbs in different various ways. Uh, Go check that out. All right. uh, Hey, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click the subscribe button in that favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Pepper Goodness. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. 
Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.